This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. To make an, in, an individual uncomfortable, that is my task. So said Ray Nitschke of the Green, Green Bay Oh, I'm sorry. That's Frederick Nietzsche. Nietzsche, that's right. The German. Oh, Nietzsche. The, yeah, yeah, the 19th Nietzsche. century yeah, philo- philosopher. Yes, to make an, an, an individual uncomfortable, that is my task. So the task for Keith Butler is going to make be to make Justin Fields uncomfortable, I would think, on Monday night. That that is the task uh, uh, that the defense is scrolled with, and here's the thing: <laughs> to make him occur. I mean, I think you heard what Bruce said earlier was that you know one of the one of the big keys is to force him to stay in the pocket because here's the thing: this is where he gets his best is when he starts to freestyle when he gets outside of the pocket when he breaks the contain. That's when Justin Fields is dangerous. You know, he had a hundred yards rushing um, on ten on ten attempts and scrambles. Um, against San Francisco. So it's going to be very imperative that guys are disciplined on their rush lanes when it comes to providing the pressure, making sure that you don't get out of gap. I think when the Steelers get in trouble defensively is when guys jump gaps or you try and you try and do what we call a two-for-one, right? Mm-hmm. You try and jump in the gap that another guy's in and try and create that friction to rub off and lose a lineman. But the problem is – in this situation, you can't do that with Justin Fields because Justin Fields can burn you either up the middle, like he has great vision, like a running back when you're in between the tackles, but also if you come in on an inside move and you don't wall off that offensive lineman and he allow, and you allow him to wash you down and create that open lane exit, that's when it hurts too because now you put, now you put either your linebacker your safeties or your corners, your secondary support guys, your perimeter support guys in a bind. Do I step up to take field, but he has a cannon and he could throw it over the top of me at the line of scrimmage with very little space? Or do I give credence to that and then I give him a bigger rushing lane where he's just as dominant? So the biggest key is the Bears are going to try and get him into that position, right? They're going to try and get him some pre-designed rollouts, some quarter rolls, try and get some, I think, wall protections going so that he has those options, he has that freedom, but you can't lose the discipline. You're already going to have a spy on him. Right. So you're going to have to be disciplined pass lane rushers and allow him to come to you, not you forcing the issue on him. And I think that's a really important thing. Um, this is really going to test their discipline because this is probably the most co- mobile quarterback that we face to date, mm-hmm. um, and so it's gonna. So this is now the challenge, right? This is this is the part of it. it. Don't let, do not let the record fool you. Like they are getting better offensively, and they've got good news. You know, you have uh, David Montgomery that might be available to them, is what um, Matt Nagy hinted at. By the way, Matt Nagy's back in the building. I don't right. know if that's good or bad yet um, for them, <laughs> but. It's uh, but but that that's that's a good sign because you're you're without Williams still he's still dealing with his injury, but in the backfield now you're getting a key piece back. David Montgomery was the starter at the beginning of this season and a very dynamic back who can do a lot of things. You know, not only rushing but also receiving the football out of the backfield. So this is a big 
discipline game. That's the theme I'm, I, I really want to harp on everybody. Discipline is going to be the key and not letting this game get back to what Seattle was with Geno Smith. Not getting, not getting into the second half that was, you know, the Denver Broncos game where it, it was as great as it was, was as worse as it was, right? You know, in the second half, they've got to be disciplined for four quarters to make sure that, 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 that we are in control of this football game. Well, you know, you look at this, what this young man, when I'm watching tape last night, okay, so I'm sitting there watching it, and as you go through the progression of, of different games and so forth, you, you, you can see where he's starting to get it. You know what I mean? His first game, he gets sacked nine times. I mean, he's got paralysis by analysis. I couldn't believe it when I read that, nine times. I mean, this guy is so mobile. How do you sack him nine times? But the Browns got him nine times. Uh, but he's the last three games – uh, his <laughs> he's been sacked four times the last three games in a row, which would have been all losses. But you you at least see yeah. that okay, he's cut down his sacks at least by fifty percent. Um, but he is mobile, and that's what makes him so dadgum dangerous, you know. And you look at it, and you you say okay, um, you can't allow this guy to get outside leverage when he rolls because they're going to roll him a lot. I would think. Because if you got Butsy over there, Butsy's got to have seen some of those tapes where you got safety blitzes, you got corner blitzes, and they're getting they're hitting home. I mean, he's not seeing them. His hot reads, like Bruce talked about, he's not he's not seeing his hot reads or certainly not aware of them at the moment. So just like a winged monkey can you know sneak up on you, you know those those blitzes can hit you, and you don't know where your hot reads are. It can be problematic, and I think that's something that they've got to exploit, that being the Steelers. I, I just want to say, wouldn't the flapping wings give it away? <laughs> you got to be know, able to hear this. There's no silent mode, ha, ha, you know? Yeah, it, it, always, it always amazes me when people get caught by things that you hear the flapping sounds that are made uh, by, 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 by the uh, technical and, uh, department when, when they're adding it in for our um, – oral pleasure right in a movie but i'm like these are humongous flapping wings how do you not hear them you know flapping above your head you know to where you can at least run it's always a sneak up but but i i digress i i look at you know how how this is you know for for the steelers like you said he's cut down the the um the sacks because his offensive line is not that good. Right. We're, we're just let's just call call it what it is. The right. offensive line is not good. They're not they're not locking things up properly. You know, you, you know, you could say hey, you know, the loss of Jermaine Effetti is affecting them. Jason Peters showing his age. Yeah. Um whatever you want to put on it, you know, Tevin Jenkins, the, their first round draft pick that's out on IR with back in with a back injury who was slated to start. Um a lot of a lot of things can be said for, for, for that. But the offensive line at the end of the day, you have to do your job. Your job is to protect your quarterback um, and create running lanes for your running backs to take said pressure off your quarterback. And right now, this offense is kind of going through a metamorphosis where Justin Fields is now that focal point. You know, you obviously you still, you know, because Khalil Herbert has come in, and he's been a, a welcome change. I mean, Khalil Herbert runs hard. He does. That's the other thing. So, so, you, so you're saying, okay, if you could get Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery back, maybe you have a shot at being more of a balanced team with traditional runs. 
But until that time, Justin Fields, you're our two-way go. You're the, you are the RPO, right? We need you to run and pass um, in these moments. And he's dynamic enough to do it, but it's also a lot for a young quarterback. You know, the one thing I didn't get to ask Bruce was, yes, his, his, you know, his, his, his rating was at a 55 um, on PFF, but the question is, where does he rank among all rookie quarterbacks at this moment? You know, how does True. he rank up against a Trey Lance? I think he's better than that. Zach Wilson, well, he's on IR, so obviously he's winning that battle. Um, you know, Mac Jones is probably his closest comp as far as playing consistently, and Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, where do where where does that stack up um, against those guys? Because I think that that's more telling than anything else is that he is getting it. I think more so than Trevor is. Um, Mac is <laughs> Mac is in a system and with a coach that demands excellence, so he might be a little bit behind Mac Jones. But Justin Fields has these skill sets um, and this knack of knowledge. He just doesn't have the playing time, right? I mean, right. Ju- just, just, Justin, you know, with, with the Big Ten season last year, obviously being cut short with COVID, um, you had a, you had a, you had like a five game season, and then you get you get thrown right into the playoffs. So I, I look at that, and yes, he he played well against Bama's defense, but you know, ultimately fell. But once again. I watched Justin Fields. I, I, I called the Fiesta Bowl the semifinal the year before that mm-hmm. when they went against uh, Clemson. And Justin still looks like that guy that I saw. Like, he can lead you. He can get you down there. But when it gets tight, something happens. Either with him, the pass gets a little bit errant, or he, or he gets a little bit tight. So I think that's where I still see him as. Like, he hasn't made that jump yet, but – there is a lot there, and we cannot take them for granted because I think you look at they're they're searching for a win, so they're going to throw the kitchen sink at us. So we have to be prepared. We can't get lulled to sleep in whatever we think the status quo is because there's going to be something new in here. There's going to be a new wrinkle with Justin Fields because he is their most dynamic offensive piece. So you've got to keep him corralled. Absolutely. Uh, you know, again, watching the just watching film on him. All right, he does reverse rollout. It's so smooth. You know, he he, uh, he he can sprint the pocket. You know, like you call it the quarter rollout, that sort of thing. But I was impressed. Yeah. He can throw across his body, rolling the opposite way, and still drill that ball. That was a heck of a twenty-two yard run. I think it was against San Fran that uh, he yeah. started one way and went the other way. He's obviously all that you talk about when you when you, you his his athleticism. The one thing I say, you know what really stuck out to me was he doesn't slide very well for being such a superb athlete. Yeah. You know, he's got some of the most awkward quarterback slides that you know you like going, well, I obviously he didn't play baseball. I mean, did you play yeah. baseball? You know, when I I played baseball, all right. I'll never forget oh, yeah. the most awkward slide I had. I had a double, right? And so the fat kid's yeah. chugging around first base. I'm going hot and heavy into second. And I hit the slide, boom. And just like a nine iron sticking on a green, I like I like stuck about six feet from the back. <laughs> I just stop. <laughs> it's like boom. He's, and I just stop. He, he's a plugger. He's a plugger. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> I had to get up and walk to the bag because I was I was on the verge I, I was well, I was thrown out. <laughs> Just goes, yeah, yeah, you were thrown out. I thought I yeah. was coming in so with such heat. Like, trades are coming, trades are coming. Ah, oh, it stopped. It stopped. It stopped. <laughs> that was pitiful. That's why I played no. offensive line and not baseball. 
so so I, I I actually played a lot of baseball, and you know, up until my junior year of high school, I had to make a decision. Um, I, I switched schools, and my coach right. was a butthead. Anywho, um, but yeah, no, because I played first and I played catcher, so. So, you know, I, I was I was actually pretty good at my slides. You know, I could slide into the bag and, you know, kind of stand back up, right? You right. Know, I had it kind of down. Pat. Slide in and pop but, up. Yeah, but I tell you what, there was one time that I was sliding into third, and I'll never forget it. I, 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 I was I was on base at second. I hit a double. And I was I was I was going and I was trying to run and, and uh, you know, the batter, my good buddy Jay, he he hits it, you know, down the left side, right. shortstop catches it. And uh, it's throwing him out at first. And I'm like, oh, I can make it to third. There's no way this guy can throw from first to third <laughs> on a rope. It's going to be a one hopper. <laughs> and so I went to go slide. And I, I came down because I was trying to avoid the shortstop. And when I went into my slide, I was too far on my right side. <laughs> and, and when I slid, I hit the bag. I just rolled out towards the backfield, you know, towards the, towards the outfield. Right. And it was the most worst thing. I had tagged and felt my mo- my momentum because I'm a bigger dude, right? Right. My momentum carried me to the right. I didn't I didn't I didn't pop up. I didn't I didn't get to the bag and like just stay on the ground. I hit and it was like it was like a stick, right? When yeah. your cleat hits the bag, but I I my momentum carried me right and I fell off the bag and I got to- Oh. <laughs> and I was just it was bad. I was just rolling and I was just like, oh, my God, what did I just do? So, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's an art. And I mean, that's why you kind of see Justin Fields, I think, go more, go more head first, like to go for the extra yards. Mm-hmm. But the problem is with that <clears throat> is that, you know, you're, you you open yourself up. You're not giving yourself up so you can get contacted on the ground. That's my only fear with that. Uh, is that you're gonna you're gonna take a head or shoulder injury when you dive forward? Yeah. And because he's so bad, it's like you got to be able to give yourself up and 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 be at peace with it, right? But if you go forward, you can be contacted, and that that's an open lane for the defense, right? To jump on your guy, hit his shoulder, everything else. So that is something to watch because if you can't slide properly, he's not RG three bad, but. You know, he, he, he is, he like you said, it's not a natural motion. No, it's so it's athletic. The dude practiced. is an amazing athlete. And then when you see him, I don't know. I was just like, it didn't work. All right, yeah, we need to go yeah. to break here, I think. Jacob, we okay, he's right now, he's busy right there for a moment. Um, so continuing on, we're going to go to break? Okay, let's go to break. We'll be right back with more. The number's 412-919-1316. So you got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. Uh, we'll be back after this. We'll get you on the air and get your comments. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are In the Locker Room. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Well, the Steelers go from Dub Browns to Dub Bears. And the fact is, you've got uh, a great rushing attack that you manhandled with the Cleveland Browns that Nick Chubb, 170 yards, uh, that rushing game was going along. And, you know, you got uh, this now this week, you got the Bears at 136.6 yards a game. Um, the question is. Max, can you handle success 
going stuffing the bejeepers out of one rushing attack and having to come back and do it again because, let's face it, you're not going to be able to corral Justin Fields if you don't corral the running game first. Well, I think you have to. I think any mark of a great defense, and the Steelers have a history of that, you have the leaders in place that, you know, you got to do this. That, that's, what, that's what the name of the game is in the NFL, is to force a team into being one-dimensional. This isn't college where you got one team that's an air raid and they're allergic to the run. Every team wants to establish the run. Running backs are taken, uh, you know, in the draft every single year to help support a quarterback in the run game. And you potentially have David Montgomery as an option. Khalil Herbert has been a guy. Damian Williams was there, gets injured. Um, you know, they're trying to manufacture that run because, you know, especially with a rookie quarterback, we need the run to be successful. What made Ben so successful early in his career was that he had a potent run, rushing attack that limited his exposure. He didn't have to throw the ball 30, 40, 50 times a game because we had a potent running attack. And that's what the Bears want. In order to progress Justin Fields, and get him to being the quarterback that they expect him to be as a franchise guy, that running attack has to complement them. The running attack must complement, and I think that's what they're going to try and do. But we have the horses. We have the dogs. We got the bigger bodies. And I, I look at the offensive line. They haven't progressed like our offensive line has. Right. You know. That's true. They, ha they have struggles. They, they, they are very leaky, so to speak, when it comes to the rushing attack. So you've got to put them on the edges. But you also – can't allow their RPO because that's what they realize they're stopping our, our running backs but at the same time they have Justin, Justin Fields who's going to be that pseudo running back he right. gives you the two-way dual threat so you've got to be and you know I keep harping on this discipline 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 rush lanes disciplined eyes but also discipline tackling. Those are the three things that they're right. going to have to do well. And we know they get a little suspect with the perimeter tackling. <laughs> they that's, can. The one, that's the one. Well, here's the and thing. So that's the one D I'm worried. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You got to have, as Mike Tomlin calls it, those clean eyes. You got to see your things without being distracted by the shiny things that surround your keys. In other words, you got to go through your run keys to your pass keys. Or depending on down and distance and personnel package and all that sort of stuff. But the other thing about it is, you know, there is the mush rush, as Johnny Mitchell talks about, you know, keeping your lane integrity in your rushing with your eyes on the quarterback because of the fact this guy can scamper free at any given time. It's like boom, boom. Before you know it, this guy is already out on the hoof somewhere. Okay. Then you've got to make sure the end guy's on the line, and this is, I think, got to be difficult. When you see a guy, when you see play action away, and you, you start to chase down the line, squeezing from the backside, and all of a sudden Justin Fields can reverse roll out on you. If you don't keep the leverage, the outside leverage on the perimeter, he can absolutely torture because, like I said, watching some of these films, as soon as he sees the backside of Jersey, as soon as he sees man coverage, he's gone. And, I mean, you're running down the field and he's coming behind you. You don't even know it. Well, and, 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 and if he sees that rush come to the inside, on the right side. Yes. You know, because that's the first place he's looking. So, the second, if you're T.J. Watt, and you think, man, I've got this tackle beat. He's oversetting to the outside. I'm going to knife inside. And you get wall, contain is gone. You're Exactly. <laughs> so Remember you, what TJ said. A couple, I'm sorry to interrupt, but remember what TJ yeah. said. He said, I tried to do too much. 
You know, I'm thinking yeah. it was the Packers game or something where he got caught a couple yeah. times to the inside. I tried to do too much. And, and with great players, that's got to be extremely difficult. Yeah, that's difficult. Th- th- these are the moments in the games where when you know it's not blitz, where you have a pre-designed inside move because you have outside, uh, uh, like a safety coming off the edge, a slot or corner blitz or something where you know the contain is not you and you're allowed to free rush in the interior. Those are the moments where you can do it. But when you get into five, when you get into five man pass pro, you know there's they got five wides, they got four wides, everybody's leaving the protection, and you're now one of the four contained rush guys. It is you just argh, you gotta bite your knuckle. <laughs> like argh, I wanna go to the inside, but right. I'm like, dude, if he if he gets the edge on me and I blow the contain, it's going to be bad. For 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 my receiver, or for for I should say, for my cornerbacks on the receivers, because now you put them in the quandary and you force them to have to make a decision, and that decision could be big play over the top or big play underneath from him running because Justin Fields has that. So I think that's going to be really important for Butts to get creative with the blitz packages that he brings, with the coverages that he's giving them to confuse him so that Justin Fields has to hesitate for that second so that you can either apply that pressure or you can cover him up and force him into a passing situation where he can't escape. He can't make the easy decision to break, contain, and create his own type of picture. You've got to let him work within the construct of what you guys want defensively. So if that's middle dogs, right, sending Devin Bush up the middle to make sure that guys can stay wide. Or if you're doing an internal twist stunt or bringing what we call the cross dog. You know, I mean, cross right. dog is a staple 3-4 move to bring something there. But that's more for run support. But I think that's going to be key. And then also, you know, we haven't talked about their receivers as much, but Allen Robinson is a hell of a receiver. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's good. <laughs> that that That's a challenge in and of itself. And Allen is a guy that that, you know, Justin really likes. He He's actually developed a chemistry, which is hard hard to not develop a chem- chemistry with Allen Robinson. But, you know, Perryman has come on as well. So you still got some guys who can burn. Demir Bird, a guy who was out here in Arizona who I covered for a couple of years, um, you know, before he went to New England, you know, they bring him in. Demir Bird's a burner. He's going to try and stretch your safeties to try and take them out of it so that they can't play run support. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that they can do as well to mess with the Steelers' integrity because – like you said, Justin Fields has an arm. He's, he's not lacking on arm strength. And if you try and commit Minka into the box or Terrell into the box and you give him single high, as you say, Wolf, let, single high, let, let it, it fly. fly. There you go. You know, you send him on a, po- on a deep post route or you send him on a nine route, it, it, it could get bad trying to play guessing games. So you've got to be disciplined. That's why I come back to it. All the things that I say, it comes back to discipline. Being disciplined in your approach eyes and tackling is going to be key in this game and then the last element i think and butts talked about this uh yesterday was you got to put him in the dirt you know every time you have an opportunity to hit this guy and (laughs) butsy said you know you make sure that the referees know this too but at the mesh point you know just like you do you know one of the things that they do so well and why lamar jackson has not had the greatest of success against the Steelers is they hit the snot out of him every single chance they get. And when you're at a mesh point, when you're at that mesh point with, you know, the read option, pitch, anything like that, and you still take a whack at him, the number of times he gets up off the dirt 
increases throughout the game, and you see him getting up slower and slower. I think that's the same sort of prescription you got for this guy, Justin Fields, because no matter how good you are, and I always go back to the, the study that I, I love to repeat all the time, ad nauseum, when you got a quarterback that's taken five hard hits during a game or more, he goes from being an extremely accurate passer to an average passer and from an average passer to a below average passer. In other words, the numbers keep dropping. It's when you when you whack this guy, and let's face it, I mean, the Bears have given up 30 sacks. 30 sacks is a lot. And 26 on Justin Fields. Get Zooks, man. That is one highly volatile, hard-to-catch sort of dude, and yet he's been nailed 26 times. So the more you can put him on the dirt, I think the better your chances are for, for winning. No, absolutely. I mean, it is something, you know, I go back to one of my favorite um, American philosophers, um, Clever Lang. Oh, okay. Him or Ray Nitschke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're quoting, you're, you're, you're quoting Nietzsche. I'm quoting, I'm quoting Clever Lang. <laughs> yes. But, you know, the forecast has to be pain. It has yeah. to be. You Good have point. to make it painful to make the decision to tuck it. You should say, you know what? It's better that I pass it because I'm less likely to get hit. Yeah. Because the second I tuck, they pin. I mean, they yes. pin me to the they pin yes. me to the ground. You have to put that thought in their mind and let it permeate every time that there is a moment where he can be hit. Like I was talking about, he's not the best slider, so what does he do? He goes head first. Got to touch him. Got to touch him, and I don't mean tag him off, right? Babies. I mean you. You got to send shoulder. You got to send sho- shoulder to body. Yep. You know, I'm not saying you go helmet to helmet, or you 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 contact the upper region of his body. The rib cages are nice. We mm-hmm. love barbecue, right, Wolf? Love the it. Ribs need tenderizing. The ribs <laughs> need tenderizing. Got to marinate them. Yeah, and and that's what it is, you know, because what what are you using in the passing motion? It's that torso. The torso twist is what allows it. You put a bruise in there, that torso don't twist as well. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't quite coil all the way, right? No, because <laughs> you, know? you, be, you become chubby checker. You twist and shout. You know, yeah, you twist exactly. and ow. Yeah, that hurts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell my doctor that hurts when I do it, and he says, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, I think th- so that, that's where it, it's the hidden things in the game. Not saying we're doing we're – not, we're not promoting anything dirty. Oh, it's but that's how that's the nuance that's, of that's the, game. the way that's how business is yeah. done. You know, what I mean, that's how let business me tell you is something. Done. Business was business was done a lot dirtier back in the 80s and 90s. Well, 70s. Yeah. You go back there. Th- uh, those guys, man. Oh, man. Well, business was done very dirtily uh, last week. <laughs> dirtily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. With, with Chris Boswell, the limited participant. True. Um, <laughs> the hit that he yeah. took and that there was no penalty on that. And we're not promoting that. But at the same time, if you declare yourself as a runner, then you should then be treated, treated as, as a, a runner. runner. Yes. You get no quarter. You get no shelter in yes. those moments when you decide to tuck. As long as that ball stays on the, on the top of your hand and not tucked underneath, right. you have protection. But once you make that decision, consequences and bills have to be paid. There's no question about that. All right, let's go to the phones. We got CR, the CR and Juan show, I think, is waiting to get in to the locker room. We can't room. give them a title. We just got to okay. say from Chicago there to There we Charleston. go, from Chicago to Charleston. <laughs> Here we go. Hello, guys. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, guys? See y'all next to Chicago along with my road dog. Give it up, road dog. 
Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Hey, kind of like that what y'all just said because we're trying to come up with a name with ourselves. So I like what you guys just said. We can't advertise you on our show. Sorry, you got to go out and get your own. But come ahead with what you got. Oh, but we can advertise you on our show. That that's all right. Hey, we tried to get in, yeah. we tried to get in yesterday, but we were we were we got cut off. No big deal. Right now, real quick, uh, we got the 17 calls this week, 129 calls this season. Uh, I'm going to let Juan go first. Go ahead, Juan. All right. So yesterday uh, I came up with it. I got a trivia question for you guys. Let's see if you guys can get it right. Two teams that Coach Tomlin hasn't defeated yet. Two teams that Coach Tomlin has not defeated yet. Um, hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that is. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. How about the, 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 the Raiders? I'm thinking about teams no. that he has. He doesn't play on a regular basis. Yeah, it's got to be it on has regular. To be yeah. NFC. It's got to be yeah. NFC. Yeah, it's, it's got to be somewhere. Yeah, there. Max. Yeah. Max, you Max, you got it. You had it as an NFC, but I'm gonna give you. I'll give you the answer. We're playing them on Monday night. The Bears. Bears. Okay. Yeah, I said that. I said. I said he the did Bears. Say that. Come on, Juan. I, if I you're gonna come that. up, I got one of them. Yeah, if you're gonna come up, man. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I, there we I, go. I, I said I'll give. I said I'll give it to Max because he said NFC. He said the Bears, and the other one is the Saints. Oh, the okay, Saints. And, uh, ah, okay. And 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 there's six teams that he's undefeated against: four and zero against the Rams, and three and zero against the Falcons, the Panthers, the Lions, the Packers, and the Washington Football Team. All right, very good. I like those stats, man. Very good. Indeed. Packers. It can't be the Packers because we just lost to them. Yeah. Oh, did you say Packers? Oh, I said, yeah. Oh, if you're going to come with stats, man, you got to back them up with hard stats, buddy. <laughs> I love trivia and word searches. <laughs> I, was, I, was just, I was just checking to see how sharp you were. You passed the test. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. There and we me, go. <laughs> and me, as usual, just I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm just looking for clues at the scene of the crime. Yeah. There All we right. go, okay, Scooby Doo. Like, <laughs> I know. I, I know time is short, but I'm also – this is from yesterday. Uh, the the rookie grades as of week eight uh, uh, from SteelerNation.com. I'm going to make it quick. You had uh, number two, uh, number 22 running back. He got an A on, on pace for uh, uh, 400 touches and uh, about 1,000 yards. Uh, tight end number 88. Who's giving uh, these grades been, out? Who's giving the grades out? He's at uh, SteelerNation.com. Oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah, we don't we don't listen to those other guys. PFF, we don't listen to those guys. I see. Okay. okay. All right, like Let it. me hurry up. Uh, tight end eighty eight. Uh, got an A minus. Has not been flagged this year. Uh, he got uh, reliable hands, and uh, he, he's doing better in blocking. Uh, center number fifty three. Uh, he's got a C. He has five holding penalties. Uh, he's inconsistent, but he's getting better. Uh, uh, tackle number sixty five. He has a B. Uh, was uh, in coverage uh, for Ben's blind side. Did a good job head to head with uh, with Miles uh, uh, in this last game. Uh, number ninety two defensive end C plus uh, for getting his first sack uh, last Sunday. Uh, number twenty one defensive back. He got a B plus. Uh, currently has no penalties. Uh, uh, number uh, six the punter. Uh, he ranks at the bottom of the half of the league in yards per uh, per punt. And finally, uh, linebacker number 45, 
He has no grade because he has not been active this year. All so, right. Let me give you let me give you a little bit of advice. If you're gonna do a show, then you better come up with your own scoring system versus somebody else's. There you go. All right? Yeah. Okay, well That's what right. we wanna hear. All right, so <laughs> Next time you come loaded for bear with your own scores, don't go by somebody else. I want else. to hear. I, I want to hear the one and CR eyeball test. Score. There you that's go. What I, that's what okay, I want to hear. Eyeball test. Okay, we got yes. that. We, 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 hey, we like the ninjas. We learn it on the job. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> hey, hey, I like it. And we're here. We're here to spread constructive criticism, but also praise as well. So yes. we appreciate it, guys. That's right. No doubt about it. Anything else? Hey, hey, yeah, you gotta watch the flying monkeys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> CR okay. knows those hey. flying monkeys, man. In the meantime, and in between time, one, two, three. <laughs> Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. We're all over go. the place. Who all ride? Right. We ride all of it. All of it. Hashtag here we go. We got it all. We got it all. You guys are great. Thanks for calling in. All right. We got to go to break. Thanks, fellas. All right. When we come back, we'll be closing out the show, but I will tell you this much. We got more of the Bears to talk about coming back. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And we are back and wrapping it up. And, Max, you're getting ready to leave today, aren't you? Yeah. After our show, I am hitting the highways and byways and skyways (laughs) as I make my way to Bowling Green, Kentucky. I have the Western Kentucky Middle Tennessee game. And let me tell you, man, uh, the kid out of Western Kentucky, their their, their quarterback, uh, Bailey, Bailey Zappi, this kid can sling it, man. Really? This kid can sling it. I'm not trying to give us draft previews for uh, the upcoming draft, but you know, I I would be amazed. The kid's from Houston Baptist. Um, he's actually the FBS active leading uh, passer um, in in in, uh, in in FBS. Um, over 13,000 career passing yards. So the kid can sling it. They got a receiver there, Jareth Stearns. Um, He's actually on pace to break the NCAA records for receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns. He's leading in all three categories right now in NCAA. So it's going it's to it's be a good matchup to watch them because the defense for Middle Tennessee is actually the number one turnover defense in, in college football. So No kidding. Good matchup, good game. Right in the backyard there, good old Western PA, Kentucky, West Virginia, Ohio, kind of in that little footprint there. So I'll be there on Saturday and then flying in Sunday to get ready for our Monday night showdown. So I got I, I got two really good games I'm excited about. Well, that is exciting. And uh, the Bears game coming up Monday night. That's interesting that Mike Tomlin's never beaten the Bears. I mean, that's one one good yeah. stat that Sierra and Juan came up with there. You know, it was good stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's proper research, just, you know, saying. Yeah, proper and, research, yeah. And, you know, the fact is, here's the thing about it. Um, these guys, you know, there's something about teams that you haven't beaten yet. When you've been around long, there's a reason. For some reason, the matchups have never been quite favorable for you. This may be the time to break through because you look at these three and five bears. Um, there's a lot that you look at and go, hmm. Um, there's problematic, you know, there's sacks. Uh, but yet when you look at the fact they've been uh, giving up uh, 30 sacks, uh, they, their time of possession is over 30 minutes. You know, I mean, 
they obviously have some talent. There's some, you know, good good stuff that happens along the offensive line that now and then, you know, but it's not consistent, nor do they uh, actively produce as much. And defensively speaking, it's not like they're not getting a ton of sacks and they're not getting a lot of turnovers. They're a minus three. So you look at these guys and you think, well, there's something here. You gotta, you've got to go out and win on the big stage. That's what you got to do. I mean, this is, you know, Monday night football. Steelers have had a lot of success on Monday night going out there and getting it done. And they've got to make sure that they get after it and don't give the Bears a sniff of success. Come out fast. Yeah, no, I, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I look at it and I'm like, Hey, this is something that you've got to have and you've got to get on top of because I look at it and I see, um, you know, if you're going to have, a, you know, a winless record against somebody, it's because you don't play them frequently enough. Um, and I think that's kind of where Mike T falls in with the Bears and the Saints where the two teams. Uh, you've you've got to have them, um, you know, a lot more frequently so that you can get those wins. And I think that's where it's been uh, tough. You know, because the Bears, when we have faced them, they have been um, a problematic team, an annoying team, uh, just because I think the thing we talked about, Hallmark, was was defense. You know, they've been especially right. good on defense. Monsters of and the midway. Yep. Monsters of the midway, and then they, they've run the football well, so you haven't exposed your quarterback as much. Well, those are two things that I don't think carry in this game. So it's a primed opportunity, and like you said, Coach T, Monday Night Football, it is time for him to shine. You know, this is where we talk about, I think it's what, 67% win win percentage in Monday Night Football under Mike T. So, yeah, yeah it, that's a pretty phenomenal stat. So he's got to keep that up, and hopefully he can get the, you know, I think he'll get that first victory on Monday night. I'm not sitting here trying to declare it, and you know, but I am going to speak it into the universe and let, let, right. it, let it permeate out there that <laughs> that the Steelers will win. Because I think they have to win these games. They have to win this one in the Lions game. No question. You've got to have these NFC North victories on the stat books because they are not that good. And you've already lost to the Packers. So you've given your one up to that division, right? We've, get, we've, get, we've paid tribute to the NFC North. Green Bay got the victory. But everybody else, no, 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 no. We can't give it to you, you know. And the first challenge up is going to be this Bear squad with Justin Fields. Um, we'll see. They could be Khalil Mackless um, in this thing, but they have plenty of guys. Like I said, Robert Quinn still st- is still a monster, and Akeem Hicks on that defensive line. So the offensive line is going to have to be screwed in. Just because one guy's not there right. does not mean you can take it easy. Well, think about this. The Steelers, this is their 75th game on Monday Night Football since 1970 when Monday Night Football premiered. Ben is 16-6. and six. That's pretty good odds. Uh, color That's Rush. Pretty good odds. They, they're they're going to wear their color rush unis, which we've talked about. They're 6-1 in that. The Steelers have actually won 18 in a row on Monday Night Football. Um, you know, I, there's a lot to like there. But, by the way, i got to ask you an important question because I don't know about you, but I could never yeah. eat much at the pregame meal. You know, pregame meal was, you know, like uh, four or five hours, whatever is ahead of, you know, the kickoff. And never went well. But Monday Night Football, you could eat lunch and – it was always That's Eggs right. Benedict. Eggs Benedict really worked back then. You know, it's a bacon and stuff like that. What was your favorite? See? Did you eat? Did you eat lunch on Monday Night Football? I did. I did. I I, I would eat, I would eat a light lunch. Um, you know, I definitely had a salad in there. I threw really? a little bit of pasta. I threw a little bit of pasta okay. on on. Yeah, the but plate. not salad. Why uh, salad? Get Zooks, man. That's that doesn't work. 
Game day, you got to grunge. It, it's it's a filler, and I don't want the calories, right? I don't want to feel weighted down. <laughs> so the salad gave me the optical illusion that I was eating more than I really was. So it, it made me feel good mentally <laughs> that I was, do, I was doing. If you had color rush, I, you wouldn't have worried about it. But I'm so lean and slim. But we didn't have color rush, right, so I right. had to be conscious of that. You know, it was the yellow, the yellow kit, 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 you know, because that's a lot of material, a lot of bright colored material on the lower extremities. So I was like, you know, God bless me with, with, with a very sturdy lower exterior. So I'm like, oh, that's your I don't power need that pack, yellow brother. Expanding. Exactly. I don't need it looking more energized than it already is. Uh, but yeah, no. So, I mean, I, I, I would I would take it easy at lunch, but I would have a full breakfast, though, that morning. I oh, you would get breakfast. a – see, I wouldn't even bother for breakfast. I would just go – Yeah, br- I had brunch. No. Brunch on Monday yeah. Night Football was – that's where it's at. You know. Oh, okay. See, we didn't have Eggs Benedict as an option. So I would do a, I'd do a full omelet at breakfast, right? Okay. I'm doing, I'm doing spinach, cheese, bacon, sausage Ooh, in I my like omelet. That. And then I'm going some hash browns. Oh, yeah. And then, I'm go- and then I'm going a bagel. So okay. that was my breakfast. And then lunch – a little bit of pasta, right? The carbs, carbo right. load a little bit, sure. and then with the salad. So, what so was pregame though? Balance. What was pregame? Oh, nothing. It was yeah. like I said: slice of wheat toast, yeah. three slices of bacon, folded in half. That is it. That's it. That's <laughs> all you can stomach. People don't understand yeah. just how tense it is and how you are so locked in. It's like incredible. Although I will say this: the great LC Greenwood, he used to have three plates going at the pregame meal. He'd have his steak, he'd have uh his eggs, he'd have uh some some potatoes and stuff. And I, I I'd never seen and the man was like six eight, but he was so lean and you're like going, you gotta be kidding Real me. Real thin. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and Hence why he was one of those members of the Steel Curtain that you just didn't want to see. You're like, oh, my gosh, I got past Joe Green. No, 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 no. no. You got L.C. Greenwood. You got Mad Dog White. You got, I mean, you got Ernie Holmes. I mean, you Absolutely. Had, you had to fight all four of them. And then after you got that, then you had Lambert. Yeah. Ruthless Lambert right and there Ham, in the middle. And Russell yeah, and, and Cole. And, yeah, I and, mean. And, yeah, and then you go to the second level, and it's like, oh, my God, I got the Twin Towers back here. I'm like, Mel Blunt, why are you that far back? You should I be know. on the line of scrimmage. Okay, <laughs> brother. Hey, safe travels. We'll see you Monday night. Be well. All right? And All right. thank you, everybody, for joining us. And you know what's coming. It's, it's going to be Monday night football. The Bears and go Steelers.